pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. To treat or not to treat, that is the question. And I'm not one of those Shakespeare bards, but that's certainly a question that's been on the lips of dog trainers for many years. Do we use treats as bribes or do we use them as rewards? We all know what we should do, but do we actually do that? I'm not so sure. Anyway, tune in now to my canine behaviour slot on Magic Talk FM with Roman Travers. It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. Want to go? Sit and get away back. They're all commands that we all know so well. But when your dog has no idea what you're saying, you've got issues. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs can help, and he's with me here on Father's Day. G'day, Darren. Good morning, Roman. How are you today? I'm really well. Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. I haven't got any kids, but my uh, puppies didn't wake me up with a cup of tea this morning, which I was a bit disappointed. Oh, it's terrible. You clearly <laughs> haven't, haven't trained, trained them well enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about commands and all that kind of stuff. And are we doing the wrong thing sometimes? You know what you should be doing. And, and you're confronted with people who think they have a good idea. Talk to me about that training process. Yeah, so I get I, uh, quite a lot of the time I get people um, telling me how to train the dog, which mm. is quite an interesting one. Um, I'm always open to new ideas, no, don't get me wrong, but um, and sometimes I may sort of like just listen to what they're saying and then go, oh, yeah, okay, I can take that a little bit and I can take that a little bit and I, I'll ignore that one. But generally speaking, um, the conversation always turns into one thing and it always turns into, do I treat my dog? Um, I don't want to treat my dog, basically. Mm. Um I don't understand it. A lot of people in, in, doesn't matter where you are, I guess, have a real aversion to giving their dog treats. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and, and I'm not quite sure <laughs> why that's the case, because uh, in my situation, if I'm working, I expect to get some kind of reward. Yeah. Um, I certainly don't work for a living for nothing. There'll be certain things I'll do quite happily, and I, you know, I won't charge for that. But then at the end of the day, I couldn't con- constantly do that all my, t- all my life. I'd get very unmotivated. Mm. So why we don't think a dog does that, I don't know. It's very strange. Is there a, a fine... Oh, by the way, jump in with your phone calls too. Darren's very happy to take your advice. He might sound like he's here with me. He's actually in uh, Waikato in Hamilton in the studio. But he'll take your call on 0800 844 747. When does treating become too much or too little? Where's yeah, the balance? So, yeah, so there's that fine... Um, sort of borderline really isn't there between and I think the word is a bribe and a reward mm. and I think we can get quite get mixed up and um, everybody's seen that amazing um, dog that just sits there and does everything for nothing or looks like it's doing it for nothing um, and then you've seen that um, and I'm going to apologies for the Labrador owners there but it's normally the Labradors the Labrador that sits there and won't do anything unless there are treats there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and will try and eat your hand if you haven't got one in your hand um, so <clears throat> if you think about I was having a chat with my wife this morning actually about teaching and um, she was saying um, that if you hold up a hold up a, a bag of sweets for kids and say right um, if you do all this work you'll get this bag of sweets right the kids will always then expect to have that bag of sweets every time they do the work mm. but if you say if you do the work you may get a sweet <laughs> and period, you know, randomly you throw a sweet out to the kids when they finish, then they start to actually do the work for the work and then get the reward for doing it as opposed to the other way around, if that makes mm. sense. So is that fine sort of like sort of line between am I bribing or am I um, rewarding? And, and a good trainer will reward more than bribe. But I think every trainer at the end of the day does bribe a little bit. Mm. You know, I like to think I don't, but I know I do. Because you, you might be using it as a lure train to get the dog to do something in the first place. Mm. Um, key thing is, no, move away from it as quick as you can. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, so you can fire through texts on 3920 that you can ask questions that way. But the best way is to actually have a free chat with Darren Rowe right now on 0800 844 Treats. We always think about treats, whether it's a dog or a child. You think about something naughty and nice, normally food. But is it always food that you need to give as a treat? No, it's not. Um, I guess... If you, I suppose there's two different things. If you've got um, a young dog or like a puppy that you're training from scratch, then treats are going to be probably the most motivational at the beginning. But if you've got an older dog, um, you may not be able to use the treats because the treats already have that sort of crazy um, effect on the dog because they're used to the bribes. Yeah. Mm. Um, and some dogs, particularly working dogs, would rather work for play. So you really want to move the dog away from the treats towards the play side in the end of the day. But how long that takes and, and how you know how you do that it will be very different for every dog um my border collies they're so into toys that majority of the time i can pull out the tuggy toy and we, we you know we praise with tuggy mm. rather than the treat um but sometimes just a simple look a simple good boy good girl just be careful with a good boy and a good girl guys because sometimes that can be a release command so if you're using it for a down stays and all those kind of things you say oh good boy good girl and they just jump up and jump all over you mm. so i tend to use a different word for that one but yeah um it can be anything it can be touch it can be eye contact it can be um the voice um a toy mm. a smell even <laughs> you can define the, the the reward at the end of the day Gee, most people tend to use food yeah yeah and often yeah. you see when dogs are praised, they, like a child, like me, when my producer John says I've done something right, <laughs> I leap around. Dogs will leap around or leap, leap up on the person. And we encourage yeah. that, don't we? We pat our chest and we oh, go, we ooh, do. come here. Yeah, that's right. Is that a um, good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's all down to you, isn't it? Um, for me, it's a bad thing because um, I see it with my puppies all the time that people sort of um, – promote the jumping up of the puppy just because mm. they push them down they're either promoting it because they like it or they're promoting it because they don't like it either way they're promoting it um but what i always say to people is you've got if you've got a dog roll it forward doesn't matter how old, how old the dog is but roll that dog forward a couple of years when they're much bigger and then put them in front of a two-year-old child and say is that behavior appropriate to that two-year-old child because if it isn't then you're setting yourself you're setting your dog and yourself up for a bit of a misery and a, and a failure aren't you mm. so the classic one is the paw um it's really cute I love it when a dog does the paw. Um, but if that paw then becomes a swipe at a child's face and scratches a child's face, then that can become a behavioural problem, can't it? Mm. So always think about the behaviours you're teaching and what you're rewarding because they may not be the behaviours you really want later on in life. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point yeah. too. Especially if you don't have children <coughs> and then all of a sudden there's children yeah. around and the dog yeah. doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. 0800 844 is the text. Now, you say that dogs should want to work because they want they should want to please you. Is that always the case? No, it's not. And it's one of those myths, isn't it, out there that um, I had a conversation with a client um, this week, actually, who was saying that the dog should work for me. And, and he's a lovely guy, and the, and the relationship with the dog and the, the owner was really good. But still, why should he just work for you? All you've done is just put some money out there and bought the dog mm. unless you invest in that bond and, and, and that relationship with the dog the dog's not going to want to just work for you and even then you could have the most amazing bond but the dog just says well you know what's in it for me yeah. um, like it's going back to the same thing not many people will work for free yeah no, that's <laughs> so, true um, but what, what's really interesting is that if you if I was working for a 
many years ago I worked for um, an IT company and quite randomly through the year they just throw a bonus at people for working really well mm-hmm. and you never knew if you were going to get it you just just turned up and uh, and that really motivated me um, to and, and a lot of people to uh, to do a bit better then so so with a dog if they're doing behaviors and they do it consistently you can just randomly bonus them <laughs> effectively yeah. with, with like three or four treats yeah or yeah. a really high value treat and that just motivates them a bit more to learn more this is going to sound particularly odd <coughs> I was at a conference years ago and someone was asked to come to the front of the room I'm talking 50 60 people in the room and stand on a chair and then he got everyone in the crowd to just stand up and applaud and what he was proving was that the change in the person receiving the praise this person just started beaming and then laughing we all love mm. being praised <coughs> it was a bit of a weird conference it wasn't glory avail but it was kind of <laughs> heading that way so is that similar we can you overdo the praise with a dog well, it's interesting because I was just reading something about that um, this morning, actually. Um, there's been quite a few studies about um, about whether you can praise kids more um, at too much. And there's that whole sort of argument about punishment and praise, isn't it, when it comes to dog training and, and child training, I suppose. But there were studies to say that if you use the... Um, if you just positively praised your dog when they were getting close to a behaviour, you had a much better outcome than mm. if you told the dog off when they didn't do the right thing that makes sense yeah, yeah. um so so yeah I, I don't think you can praise a dog enough you just have to make sure that you're praising it and it's moving to the right behavior if that makes sense so you bridge the gaps so if you want to make if you want a dog to make a cup of tea say for example for me in the morning um i couldn't just uh i w- or could never praise the dog for just making a cup of tea because it wouldn't get there but i could praise him for touching the milk carton touching the fridge all those kind of small steps to get there that makes sense. It does indeed. All right. Uh, make sense of situations that are puzzling you with your dog by calling now on 0800 844 And you can talk with Darren Rowe here on the Sunday Cafe. I think most of us love the idea, well, not everyone, most of us love the idea of owning a dog at some point, but you've got to get it right. And you can get it right by getting in touch with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, who's with us here until half past nine. Hope your Father's Day is going well. I hope your poached eggs were quite well done and that you're still in bed enjoying your new underpants and a tie or something. Here's a text and it just says, how can I stop my six-month-old puppy from chasing my cats? Ah, well, we've got um, we've got two puppies. Um, mm. They're coming up for six months now and they're actually very good with the cats now. They go and just give them a little kissy in the morning when they walk past. Um, the important thing was... Um, having the dogs in a crate or having the dogs in a pen originally and then having the cats walking around so they're kind of getting used to each other without their um, keying into that chase so it's quite um, an instinctual behavior particularly if you've got a herding dog to chase well any kind of dog I guess to chase a cat and as soon as the cat runs off then it's a self sort of feeding behavior so the idea is that you hold the cat on your lap and then the dogs on the lead next to you so you get them used to each other when they're being calm mm. and, they're, and they're still and then you let the cat go and you hold the dog so the dog doesn't key into that chase but it really is something that happens over time and, and the best way to have it is to have the dogs restrained in a in a pen mm. and the cat walking around so they get used to each other mm, my border the border terrier <coughs> i had it said in the manual your border terrier will either kill the cat or be its best <laughs> friend and they were they were great friends which was yeah. really nice to see Lucky you. um <laughs> you talk here about also training for treats is fine for tricks but not for real training what do you mean yeah so so there's this again another myth out there that um you can use treats to train sort of i don't know tricks like standing on your back legs and jumping around but for the real training you know like the, the heel walking and and all those kind of things that the the treats they don't don't use the treats and I, and I hear that quite a lot with um clients um but the dog doesn't know what's a trick and what isn't a trick 
So at the end of the day, everything that you teach your dog is a trick, mm. as far as the dog's concerned. And if it gets treats, it's going to do it. It doesn't make any difference. So there's no there's no behaviours out there that couldn't be reinforced with a treat. Okay. Definitely. Um, but just um, jumping on that, um, Roman, you don't have to use treats. Um, there's lots of other rewards. Um, and just pampering your dog is a really good reward. Mm. Um, so lots of uh, sort of stroking and stuff. Can, can I mention something that I'm doing at the end of the week? Yeah, please. Yeah. So so I'm actually um, sort of keyed up with um, a company called Furlove that do lots of pampering stuff, you know, the shampoos and stuff. And we're doing a Facebook Live just on this kind of thing, how we can... Um, pamper our dogs and increase our bonds with the dog mm. so to include that um uh, relationship building thing and that's at 130 on the facebook so uh, jump on the page and you can see about that so how would they find that darren yeah so if you jump onto my facebook page there's adverts on that one there'll be adverts on that this week and you can join us at 130 darren Rowe, mindfulness for dogs if i just type that in it will pop up somehow yeah, yeah okay should do yeah right. definitely <laughs> I, I know one of the biggest fans of the show is charlie quinn our vet from vittora in cambridge now she'll be wondering about treats i know she will because we all do what's a good treat in terms of food and what's a bad treat <clears throat> Yeah, so so a good treat and a bad treat, there's no such thing. It's all down to the dog. So it's all about motivation, isn't it? So there will be some treats that your dogs love, and there will be other treats that your dogs hate. Mm. And it's down to you to find those out. So what's good for one dog doesn't necessarily work for another dog. I, I buy um, some treats from, from the warehouse, actually. Um, well, and everyone gets a bargain. I know, exactly. Mm. And I've not found a dog yet that doesn't like them. But there's bound to be one. Guarantee this week I'll find one, I'm sure. Um, but the really good thing to do is to take maybe five or six different treats, put them all in a line, and get your dog to go and eat them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first one your dog goes to, because they'll give them a good old sniff, unless it's a Labrador and probably just like swallow them all in a hole. Yeah. Um, but if it's a... Uh, um, it will go and sniff them, and the first one it takes, that will be the highest reward. And then the last one, which is normally the kibble, will be the lowest reward. Mm. Um, so so then you've got like a set of um, treats that you can use for varying situations. So if you're outside, you might want to use that high reward. If you're inside, you might want to use the low reward because you don't need to use that smelly. And it's normally down to the smell yeah. of the treats. So the smelly they are, the better. I might have asked you before, and just remind me, if you're walking along and you've always had treats in your pocket and you see those dogs who walk right beside, looking up at the pocket the whole time, that's that whole Pavlov's <coughs> dog thing, right? Um, and it's down to a little bit of um, the dogs have been bribed, so they know the treats are there, mm. so they're just constantly focusing on the, on the actual treats. Um, what the best thing, and, and you'll see that when you see people walking down the road, is when the dog's looking at the owner. Um, I have seen a funny story. I have seen dogs, um, one, one owner, fantastic, well-behaved dog, but the dog was walking, mm. sort of like staring at the owner, and then it just walked into a post because <laughs> no. it wasn't watching where it was going. So be careful. You don't yeah. want a dog looking at you all the time. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, that'd be quite disconcerting. I find animals that stare at me, but I was like, look somewhere else. I used to oh, drive along with my dog. I had a black lab crossed with a German pointer, and he'd sit in the passenger seat just staring at me. It was kind yeah. of odd, like an Uber driver being stared at by a passenger. Shona has text. Shona says, I'm interested in Darren's view on diet. We've fed our small dogs dry food, but we no longer have dogs. What are his thoughts on is meat being a better option? I also like to cook up vegetables and rice. Is that a good option? We're looking at getting a small dog, and we want to know the best options. Yeah, so, so I mean, probably uh, um, our, our two other um, vet and naturopaths are probably the best ones for this one, but um, I can tell you what I do or what I've done. Mm. So when I was in the UK, we fed meat and veg all the time. Um, we had really good quality meat and really good quality veg there. Um, I haven't been able to find the same quality for the cost that I can afford. Mm. Um, I, I, I know it's out there, but I can't afford it at the moment with so many dogs. Yeah. Um, so we're on kibble now, and as long as the kibble is a good quality um, and it's for me it's scientifically backed, then um, I'm happy with that. Um, but 
I don't think there's anything wrong with either. I wouldn't mix the two, personally. I'd either feed raw with vegetables or I would feed kibble, um, just because the digestive systems behave differently depending on the foods. But I'm yeah. sure there'll be people out there who disagree with that one. There's some great websites you can go to now, just type in raw food. There's a, I think it was Karen Becker, she's called out in, in the US. She does a whole load of stuff on um, raw food. I tell you what, Shona, I tell you what, if you've got your firearms license, just head into the bush. There's a plethora (laughs) of possums. Well, there was a guy back in the UK who used to feed his dog on roadkill. Oh, sorry? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's fresh. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. All right. Uh, 0800 844747 is the number. John, g'day. I bet you've got a poodle or two. What have you got? (laughs) No, I haven't got a poodle at all nowadays. My question is... Why are dogs always so happy to go back on the leash? If I was a dog, I'd be of the view, no, 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 you're not putting a tattle on me, I'm going to run wild. Morning. Yeah, morning, John. Um, I, I've seen a fair few dogs that don't want to go back on the lead, I have to admit. Um, if that was your dog, I would say it's down to the fact that you've built a really positive association with that lead, so well done for that. Um, it's something that I really spend a lot of time on, building that positive um, association with things, and, and yeah. it's very simple to do it. You just put the lead on, give them a treat, put the lead on, give them a treat, take the lead off, give them a treat. Um, the other yeah. thing is most people only ever take the lead off when they go to the park and put it on when they go home. So when I'm in the park, I'm always putting my lead on my dog, taking it off my dog no matter where I am just for five minutes yeah. two minutes just so they never really get into that routine of lead on lead off I go home <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. but yeah. all credit to you if that was your dogs because there's not okay. everybody's dog believe me <laughs> no. okay okay thank you for that yeah cheers no worries, John. John thanks for calling hey Darren that's um the dog that I love to walk and who loves me dearly she's not mine but you know Izzy the Waimarana she does not like the lead going on she does this funny thing where she sort of rolls onto the ground yeah. and looks up at you and doesn't want that lead on it's funny, isn't it? Um, I suppose some people would say that's, you know, you're taking control and the dog doesn't like to have that control. And there might be an element of that. Mm. Um, but it might be a little bit of fear based. If you think about when you're putting a lead on the dog, you're actually leaning right into the dog's space. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be quite intimidating for some dogs. So it might just be a response to that. So what I would say is possibly um, next time you do it, um, back off a little bit and just so don't lean into the dog uh-huh. so much when you put the lead on. Just see if you get the same response yeah. and have a treat there. I mean, we can we can just hold a treat there and give the dog a treat as you're putting the lead on. Yeah, that's a good point. And see if see if it changes it. I reckon after a couple of times that will change that response completely. Yeah, good tips. All right, 0800 844 747. That's the number to call now. It's free from your mobile device or whatever sort of phone you've got, and you can come through and have a chat with Darren Rowe. Shona has texted back, and she said, thanks for the response, but I don't have a firearms license. Well, just <laughs> get some snares or learn to do some, you know, sneaking up on them. There are so many ways you can feed a dog for almost free if you go into the countryside, but I don't like the roadkill idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> or any other. There's a lot more mammals in the in the UK, I guess. <laughs> True. Well, uh, yeah, maybe badgers and foxes, and mm. yeah. All right. So more tips and tricks around this whole treating <coughs> thing. Let's let's just cover that off. Yeah, so so one of the things I think you need to be quite careful of is when you're buying treats for a dog, we spend an awful lot of time talking about, we've shown her in our food, we spend an awful lot of time thinking about what foods to feed our dog and then we go and treat them. And we probably don't put the same amount of effort into thinking about what's in the treats. Mm. So, for example, we've got one dog that's got quite an allergy to a certain protein, so we can't use certain treats for him. Okay, and, and you really need to make sure that um, your dogs aren't allergic to certain foods and you'll see that because you'll get skin allergies and that kind of stuff. Darren, yeah. how did you work that out with your dog? Oh, we, we, we kind of knew um, just because of what we were feeding him originally and he was having all sorts of allergies and then we changed to a different type and then went back on that. 
very mm. briefly. Um, it's, it's quite a hard one actually. And if you're gonna, if you are trying to work out if your dog's allergic to something, please seek advice with a vet because it's quite a difficult situation to get right, and you don't want to hurt your dog anymore because mm. you can have some quite nasty reactions. Um, the other thing is overfeeding. If you're treating your dog lots because you're training and you're motivating your dog, then um, adjust the food because obviously calories in with treats are going to be higher than they are with food. Yeah. Um, so make sure you're adjusting. You're not overfeeding your dog. Um, How often do you feed your fleet of dogs? So we feed twice a day, so one in the morning, one in the evening. Um, I I don't like feeding a dog once um, a day. I think it's better to feed them twice a day just because the digestive system works better then. But mm. again, it's probably better qualified people to talk about that one. But certainly we found that the dogs have been... I know less motivated, a little bit lack of energy if we don't feed if we fed them once. So having that early feed in the morning, we feed a, we tend to feed a little bit more in the morning to give them that energy to go through the day. Yeah. Um, particularly in the winter, guys, make sure you give your dog a little bit more in the morning, gives them that energy because it's quite cold. So it gives them a bit more energy during the day, and then maybe feed a little bit less at night. We do tend to feed a bit less at night, so they haven't got that, um, particularly the kibble. We haven't got that kibble stuck in their stomach, and mm. they're not feeling depressed because they've got a big fat belly in the mo- at night time when they're sleeping. Mm. Yeah, I got told off by my local vet in Carterton years ago. He said, um, "Oh, Max, the border terrier, he's looking a bit lean. How often do you feed him?" And I said, "Oh, once a day." And he said, how would you like that? Well, that's right, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and, and especially first thing in the morning. Mm. I mean, I wake up and I'm, st- I'm famished. So <laughs> yeah. if you think you don't feed them until 6 o'clock the next night, I mean, I wouldn't want to be a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely no, not. Darren, just before we wind up, I just want to ask you, this is a bit of a random question, but okay. should we question why we are asking the dog to learn something like shake hands or twist yeah. around and around in circles? Yeah, what's that all about? Yeah, so for me, there's, there's two things there again. Um, is it because, well, we can train a dog to do all these things because it just gives them some kind of, mo- some kind of um, mental stimulation. Mm. And I'm a great believer of stimulating a dog's brain, not just their body. Okay, so, so training all those little things really just engages the brain and keeps it learning. It's a bit like old people. If you don't teach them to learn, then they, they forget and then they get dementia and all that kind of stuff, apparently. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so doing the little tricks is a great idea. But there are some things that I think, well, you know, why, why really teach your dog that? And that's actually an insult to their intelligence. Um, yeah. Dogs are very clever. Um, and then we teach them to jump up and down on their back legs and, and howl. Mm. They're not circus animals, are they? You know, they're companions. Yeah, very good points you know, indeed. So. Yeah. Hey, just one more time too. You've got the special event coming up. How do people get involved with that Facebook Live? Yep, so if you jump on uh, my Facebook page, and that's just Mindfulness for Dogs, or you can go to The Fur Love, um, and they'll be advertising it as well. We're talking about how using um, the proper things to clean your dog and groom your dog um, can help with the bond between you and uh, you and your dog, basically, and then obviously will uh, lead to better behavior. Totally Darren Rowe. on pause as well. From Mindfulness for Dogs, thank you, as always. Have a great rest of your Father's Day. Cheers, awesome, mate. mate. All the Cheers. very best. Okay. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.